for the busy, everyday women who are sick and tired of those darn fat diets. Woo, we're here to lift. Lift the veils on the mystery of fitness and lift other women who might be struggling with the same things we struggled with. We're going to tell you how we went from stay puffs to stay buffs. Each of us has lost more than 30 pounds in the last year, but gained so much more. Follow us on social media at the Barbellas Podcast on Instagram or link to everything on our website, barbellas.net. Thanks for listening. I'm Dara Bella. I'm Sarah Bella. I'm Pam Bella. And we are the Barbellas. Woo! In our last episode, we told you how we lo- what we lost and how we did it. And on this episode, we're going to tell you our five fit journey takeaways. Um, I guess I'll start. So I think my biggest takeaway, well, not even my biggest, just my number one takeaway was accountability. Mm. Just being accountable for myself and for my own fitness journey. It took a lot for me to realize that nobody's going to do this for me. I can let other people get in the way of it or I can move around them. And ultimately, it's 100% up to me and what I want to do with my fitness. Do you think it helped like letting other people in on the fact that you were going to start training and changing your lifestyle or do you think that kind of hindered it? I I think um, I actually didn't tell anybody until I got my trainer and paid for the trainer and made the decision on my own. Then I kind of, you know, popped it on my husband like, hey, I'm going to do this fitness competition (laughs) and I've already paid for training. So here we go. Um, I kind of find that in my experience, when you tell people about a journey like this, it's, it's hard for them to understand. And it's easy for them to start tearing you down immediately. Even, I mean, not even meaning to be um, discouraging, but fitness is kind of that weird creature. Not everybody understands it. And that's that's another thing about accountability. Not everybody is going to understand it and they don't have to. I don't have to explain it to anybody. I just have to get it done for myself. That's so true. And I think you were telling me one time, Sarah, about how some of your coworkers, like, even when you did start telling people, kind of said weird things to you. Like, oh, how yes. did you deal with all of that? <laughs> so the infamous muffin story is we have um, birthday Tuesday every Tuesday, and our firm buys treats for the entire firm for those people who have birthdays um, for that month. And they're usually really, really great treats. And, of course, in prep, you don't get those kind of treats. So I was skipping birthday Tuesday, and I had gotten the normal um, – People jokingly walking by me with the muffin or saying something or, you know, eating it in front of me and saying how much they enjoyed it. And I was like, okay, great. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying my, uh, my carrot sticks over here. And so one day um, I had a coworker come up to me and I was probably two or three months in. So I had lost, I had noticeably lost some weight and she put a muffin down on my desk and was like, I am not leaving your desk until you eat this. You're making everyone feel horrible about (laughs) themselves. And at that point, yeah, I was like, really? I mean, that's what you're taking away from what I'm doing? And she literally put the muffin down on my desk and stood there and was like, you need to eat this right now. And, you know, it it may have been lighthearted, but the way she said it and the way she was acting really wasn't so I just took the muffin and I threw it in the trash right in front of her nice. and I was like I guess you're gonna be here all day then um and that kind of ended everyone being 
forceful with me. They kind of realized that I was going to take it seriously and I wasn't going to cave into any pressure. So um, they stopped doing it. And the more, I guess after that, I got more questions about how I was staying on track and how I was staying fit. But it took a lot for me to stand up for myself like that and just go, no, no more of this. Because I had been laughing it off like, haha, this is funny. And then waiting till they walked away to throw it away or whatever. Because people were, you know, leaving stuff on my desk all the time. And um, that, that one incident kind of stands out in my mind the most. Because that was kind of when I stood up and said, I'm accountable for my fitness journey. You're accountable for whatever you're doing. And me eating this muffin isn't going to make you feel any better. And it's not going to get me any closer to my goal. So guess where the muffin is going? Right. That's huge. It's huge to have people support you in your goals too, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being a hindrance or holding you back from what you want to do because we all have goals and it's really unfair for us to do something to deter someone from what they're trying to achieve. Right. Even jokingly, even lightheartedly, yeah. even when you say something like, oh, one thing isn't going to hurt you. It's like telling an alcoholic one drink isn't going to hurt you. Of course it is. You start to relapse. You start to train your brain that it's okay to cheat. And that's where it is. Willpower is a muscle just like anything else. And you have to build it up. 100%. So my my other takeaway um, was being part of a team. So I'm part of Team Elite Physique, coached by Adam Bonilla and Tori Wright. And they're a professional team. They have a lot of pros on their team. And it's so wonderful to be part of that atmosphere and to have... um, that knowledge base behind you and to feel part of a team so everybody supports everybody everybody's cheering everybody else on Uh, a couple of our my teammates competed at the mile high this weekend and did excellent so i'm being part of a team with that kind of name behind them is really important you kind of want to keep it going so yeah learning to meditate was a a big thing because it, it helps so much to visualize and kind of put yourself already in the spot you want to be And like willpower, it kind of just changes your mindset. So it makes the goals, I guess, not easier, but the more you focus on it, the more you focus on it and the easier it is to do it and just start getting into a good frame of mind. And it's also nice um, because you, you do get a lot of stuff that pops up in your mind when you're working out like you can't do this you're never going to get there you're not going to get lean enough Mm -hmm. so you start training yourself out of that with meditation by just sitting quietly and focusing on how you want to look where you want to place how you want to place um it got me through peak week a lot just to tell myself over and over again and meditate that you know i'm almost done i'm almost there i can see i can see the the finish line so it's not going to be forever And just to sit and be quiet, you know, in the sauna is a good place to meditate and just let everything flow away and fall away. And it just opens you up a little bit more. Did you like follow a specific learn to meditate program or how did you get into meditating? So I have a couple of of, um, meditation tracks that I listen to and I still listen to them now. Um, I have a lot of stuff from Kelly Howell. Mm-hmm. who does meditations that are meant for um, nighttime, bedtime stuff, so you can fall asleep listening to it, and it gets into your subconscious mind um, mm. while you sleep. So if you're new to meditating, I would highly recommend that, just so it's guided and it's very easy to follow, and if you fall asleep, no big deal. Another one I like is Wayne Dyer's Wishes Fulfilled, and those are just um, they're just sound. So it's the I am sound. 
And those are the ones that I do when I need to focus specifically on a specific goal and not just kind of clear stuff out of my head. And they're 20 minute meditations. If you can only do 10 minutes, just do 10 minutes. If you can only do five minutes, just do five minutes. But finding the time to do those was great. So I usually do it in the morning um, and at night while I'm going to bed. That's awesome. I have never meditated. So like hearing all of this is opening my eyes a little bit. Like I do have quiet time and I have time where I sit back and like think about like what I want and try to visualize what I want. So I guess that's kind of meditating, but for sure, yeah. I think it would be really good for me to do that just so that I could kind of, I don't know, like you said, if you visualize a certain goal and you give yourself a certain mindset, then you're more apt to use that mindset <laughs> to reach your goal. We have some weird sounds happening in the background if you can't hear. That but... just means our steaks are ready, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we're Barbellas. We have to eat. We love food. Exactly. <laughs> that was our it's time to eat timer. <laughs> I, um, I've done some meditating um, and done both the silent meditations. And um, I didn't use it as much as I think I should have during, um, during competition prep. So thank you for reminding that uh, um, to me. But like, um, I think mantras too could be really powerful. Of Very. just. Um, even just simple things like what Sarah was saying, if you're used to having this track in your head, um, I've heard it explained as like, you know, the same old like records that are playing in your head of like the self doubt, mm -hmm. you know, just taking those records off the record player, um, or the iPod or whatever you want to say now with new tech, but, um, and you know, reframing them. And it's amazing how just having a few mantras when you're working out and saying them to yourself can get you past. Um, it's such a simple thing to do, and it can really make a huge difference. It For can, sure, it yeah. definitely can make a huge difference. Like if you continue to tell yourself, like I'm not good enough, I'm never gonna reach my goal, I'm never gonna be strong, I'm gonna always be fat, then you're gonna believe that. Yeah, that becomes your truth. It it becomes your truth. It's Just like, the same as flipping the script yeah. to. I'm strong. I'm beautiful. I'm, I'm fit. fit. I burn fat quickly. I build muscle quickly. All the above it has a really big effect on, on this. And I think I, I relied heavily on meditation throughout the prep. So that's what got me there. Um, another one of my takeaways was setting goals. And it's really easy to say I'm going to get fit. But when you say I'm going to get fit in this amount of time, it puts pressure on you to get it done. So, I mean, without a goal, I don't think I would have accomplished what I accomplished in within like six months, so. That's so true, and that's actually one of my takeaways, too, is, you know, the competition itself was such a measurable goal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, it was so time-specific, and it was so easy to visualize of, like, both as a motivator <laughs> and, like, not that we should be fear-based, but, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I shouldn't eat this because I'm about to get on stage. Right, and I can eat this after I get off of stage. It's, it's all still going to be there. My last takeaway was um, learning to meal prep. I, I'd heard about it. I hadn't put much stock into it until I really did get into competing. And I started meal prepping, and it, it was a game changer. You oh, can plan yeah. your meals. You don't have to come home and think about anything. When you're, when you're already, especially towards peak week, when you're already calorie deprived or you're super, super busy. I mean, I have, I have two kids. I have a husband. I, we have full-time jobs. We get really busy. It's so nice to come home know exactly what you're going to eat. It's already done. You grab it, you throw it in the microwave, and boom, you're done. That's totally true. I mean, without meal prep, I feel like I'd be lost. Like, I get too busy, and then I want to grab the first thing that I can find in the fridge 
which is usually probably something not good, like something I can't have that's not on my you know my plan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great to meal prep. It's a huge part. So what about what about you, Dara? What were your five takeaways from all of this? Um, Some of my takeaways were really similar to yours, Sarah. But I also had a few different, like for me, it was committing to a goal. Like my first, my biggest takeaway was like actually having a goal and committing to that goal and staying disciplined because so many times in the past, I've like made these goals and I've come up with these crazy ideas and I've started out, but then I've just fallen off the wagon and I haven't really like, I, like one little thing happened. And I'm like, okay, I quit. Like, I'm not going to keep going. Or you see so many people, you know, setting these astronomical goals and then they just fall short and that doesn't make that keeps them from wanting to try again Mm -hmm. so for me it was just setting like a realistic goal so like finding something short term and something long term such as the competition for me I was like okay competing sure why not so (laughs) setting the long-term goal and the short-term goal were huge for me in finding success um and keeping like committed to it like I felt like, okay, I've spent the money on a coach mm-hmm. or a trainer. I've spent the money on this food for meal prep. I've bought the supplements. I've got the gym membership. Like I've put all this money into it, and why why would I just quit? Mm-hmm. You know, and it that's was, a good point. As far as as committing to it, the right. cost is kind of. I think we mentioned this on an earlier episode that the investment in yourself right. helps a little bit with the commitment. It totally does. What were some of the short-term goals you had along the way? Um, First, you know, like I had goals to lose a certain amount of weight. Like I was like, okay, two weeks I want to lose like five pounds. And um, or staying clean on my diet. Like that was a big part of it. I wanted to like follow my clean eating plan for 30 days straight. So that was one of my short-term goals. Um, Another one was uh, drinking a gallon of water a day. And I tried to just stick with that for seven days. Like, if I can just find seven days, Mm -hmm. then I can just go from there. So, seven days turned into 14 days. 14 days turned into two months. And next thing you know, it's competition time. And I'm like, well, that was easy. Like, if you, you know, break it down into, like, a one-week goal versus, like, you know, a four-month goal. It's it's so easy to lose sight on that long-term goal sometimes. So, -hmm. if you have something little to reach for throughout, then that really, really helps. It makes a big difference. Oh, let's see here. Another one, like I said, meal prep. That was also on my, mm-hmm. on my list. Um, Total game changer. If you don't meal prep, just try it. Like Dara said, um, in a short burst, do it for two days. Do it for three days. It's such a game changer. I think this is another really big one for me, but um, finding someone who believed in me as much as like I believed in myself, and that sounds kind of selfish or braggy but I always felt like I could do certain things but maybe I didn't always have the support that I thought I needed so it made it a lot harder to follow through Mm -hmm. but when I started finding people that believed in me I was like whoa this is a game changer like having Tiffany as a coach she really really believed in me she's like you can do this from day one she never said like this is too big of a goal like getting on stage, you're crazy. You're at 34% body fat and you want to get on stage. She never even let that cross her mind. So having someone who believes in you, like you need to have a support system, mm-hmm. whether it's a friend or a family member or a coach or just somebody that you can, you know, have, help you with accountability mm-hmm. that can call you up and say, 
hey, you've got this. You can keep going. Uh, like for me, I, get, I had days where I was like, I cannot do this. Like this is so hard. This is too hard. And it wasn't too hard. Like having her just say, hey, you're, you're still doing great. Keep up the good work. Like this is just a bad day. It doesn't mean you've ruined everything. You no, know, that's you, super helpful. You ate something crappy. Oh, well. You know right. what? Start, start, start again tomorrow. Yep. Start again tomorrow. So that's, it's something I've taken away from it that I've also tried to implement for other people. Like, like if I see anyone that starts a new journey now, it kind of helps me to reach out to them and be like, hey girl, you got this. Yes. And I think they probably appreciate that so much more than we'll ever know. Right. Right. Because it, it, it is a game changer. So I don't know. Definitely. That was a big part of it. Do you think it's uh, it's easier to have someone in the fitness industry saying that to you or just anyone in general? I think anyone in general. Just hearing that, you know, I'm thinking of you, I support you, and I believe in you, that's huge. Yeah. Like, that, that gives you more confidence. Like, even when you don't believe in yourself, there's always going to be that one person there that's like, you've got this, girl. You can keep going. Yeah, I feel like that was a big part of it for me as well. And, like, I know Tiffany. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, you know, when you work with coaches at some of the bigger gyms who don't kind of know this process or bodybuilding, like, I feel like I've never really gotten that. Like, they focus more on the lifting. They don't understand the whole process of transformation. And you end up feeling kind of discouraged. Right. Because it's like you go to the gym and, like, oh, I'm not doing good enough. But finding the right people who get it and can believe in you and tell you you can do it. And we're here to be that, those people as well. We want to do it for you too. Because you can do it. Like we all did it. That's why we're sharing our story um, to be another voice in your life telling you you can do it. And it doesn't even have to be a fitness goal. It's anything. Any any support that you need, we want to be here to do that. Because not everybody wants to compete. Not everybody has the same goal. You might just want to get fit, fitter. And that's, that's what we're here for, just to encourage you to reach your goals no matter what they are. Totally. I feel empowered just listening <laughs> to us. I'm like, sometimes I have to take a step back and just listen to us talk because it's like, we've all been in the same spot mentally at a different one time or another. Yep. Like we're not always in the same spot, but it does help us keep pushing each other. Right. Somebody can pull somebody else out yeah. every time. Every so. time. Like, it's kind of funny. We we have a messenger that we share throughout the week. And sometimes, like, I'll be having a really off day. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Bellas, I'm having the worst day ever. I tweaked my back. Or I can't eat. I physically cannot eat. My stomach keeps hurting. And I reach out to these girls. And they're like, Dara, what's wrong? We can talk to you right now. It's so cool. It's so cool having this support system and having someone that I can just you know, bounce ideas off of. So we can be that for you. Yeah, go on our Facebook page, um, write us questions. Instagram. Instagram. Um, we're here for you for that. For what, sure. What were more of your takeaways? So some more of my takeaways, I guess um, some of them, like I've already touched on the goals, but um, lifting. Like lifting, lifting, lifting. That was one of, another super big part of it was just, I always thought cardio did everything, and I think I kind of touched on this last time. It's mm-hmm. like, if you know, if you run enough, you're gonna get skinny, right? But you're you're never gonna be strong. Like you're never you've got to build that muscle. So that was a big key for me, and that's something I love now. Yes, 
I used to hide at the gym and look at weights like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. And now I'm like, yeah, come tell me that I'm bad at this. Don't tell me my form is wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I love lifting now, but that, that was a big takeaway, like yeah. changing my mindset from being cardio oriented to lifting. I agree. I think that um, people think that you're going to get bulky, and I'm sure we've touched on this before, but it's so hard as a woman to get bulky from lifting weights. I'm sure there are people out there who who do, but mm-hmm. it, it I, right now I'm in a muscle building phase, and I feel like it's almost impossible. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's taking <laughs> forever. Come on, muscle. <laughs> grow, baby, grow. And maybe I'm not seeing the progress as fast as I want to, and that's, again, why I have my coach telling me, nope, you're you're on track. If, I, if you weren't on track, I'd, I'd change it up for you. But I, the lifting weights has replaced most of my cardio. I think because we lift so heavy, um, that we can do, we can get away with with less cardio for sure. Pam, what were your biggest takeaways? Well, uh, my number one was meal prepping, um, and just to add to what we've said about it, you know, before I never cooked. Um, I ate out a lot. Um, when I kind of eased myself into this process, I did like healthy meal prepping services like Fit Kitchen and Ready Fit Go. Um, and then I just made recipes super simple and that's how I kind of got into it. Uh, but that made the biggest change for me. Um, my second takeaway was um, really, you know, having a plan that I could invest in. And so um, for me, I also hired a coach and someone that was good that was knowledgeable but i think you know having a coach uh does so many things it helps you with accountability it also helps you to buy in because when you believe in when you believe what they say and you believe in the process yes you can commit to it so much easier than if you're just trying to like put together like tons of free resources on the internet yes there's a lot there's a ton and I think I've seen it more than once. Polly Nordina is one of my very favorite online trainers and trainers in general. And her one of her pieces of advice is do not hop around. Pick one thing and do that. Pick one uh, plan and stick to that plan. She says she's seen a lot of people jump around. And that's why you don't get results. You have to be consistent For to sure. see stuff. And I agree with Pam that coach helps with that. And I think like you do have to like check yourself because any type of major change, um, anytime in time you like hire a coach, stuff is going to come up for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's yeah. so, it's so incredible like this process, but you know, if you hire a business coach or you hire any type of a life coach, life anything. coach, you know, the first thing you do is like attack them and make them wrong because you want to resist change. So really sure. like try. I mean, I was just talking to my husband about it the other day because I he just started with a coach, and he's like, "Do I really need to do this?" I'm like, yes. "You hired the person <laughs> to tell you <laughs> so what to do." Like, but I did the same thing. I'm not trying to knock on my husband because, like, in the beginning, I made my coach wrong. I'm like, "He's crazy." Like, what? I'm not like, doing that. I'm not doing that. Or you, but you really have to get to that relationship of trust, yeah. with that person and take their advice. Right. It, it's kind of, I mean, I think you'll agree. It's like hiring an attorney. Yes. <laughs> Listen to the attorney. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I think the third takeaway I had is, you know, having a meaningful why behind it, behind yes. your goal. 
um, you know, we can do things, you know, for a lot of external reasons, but the things that really, if we look at like why we all, you know, made this change, there was some like really powerful internal things that we were looking for in our life Mm -hmm. and kind of getting clear with that because that helped me get past my bad days, right? Like if I had bad days, I was like, uh, I just won't get on stage or who cares if I really look good in a bikini. But the things that were really motivating me were like wanting to be healthier and wanting to be able to do the things that I cared about and wanting to have that confidence. Right. Going back to what Dara said, knowing that you can do it, but then getting in your own way Mm -hmm. was a big thing. Totally. And it's, it's, it's nice to have a support group that says, no, you can do it. I do care how you look in a bikini. I want you to get on stage. So Mm. I agree. That's, it's a big thing. And then my fourth takeaway was definitely high intensity cardio. Um, It's H-I-I-T. And I think I said that on a prior episode, but I had done like triathlon training and like there's a, like a ton of like cardio focus and it really was just not, making a difference Mm -hmm. for me like you're just you don't build the muscle you get in this cycle where you just like are starving yourself and things like that because um you're you know you're just like running out all your cardio calories and Mm -hmm. I like to say we like to hit it and quit it (laughs) it's like it's efficient um and then my final takeaway was also uh weightlifting um you know just it really gains making those gains (laughs) I agree. Uh, Sorry. I can't remember who sings the song, but they were talking about how your girlfriend's got a little butt, my girlfriend's got a big old butt. I'm like, that is so funny. That's gonna be I'm gonna put that on my playlist. So when I'm doing squats, I'm gonna listen to that all day. Yeah, because you know what? This is what kills me. Is I always thought if you ran you would have a good butt, like your butt would firm up Mm -hmm. and you'd have a firm butt. But if you already started with no butt, like me, I have a pancake butt, flapjack butt, whatever you want to call it. That's what I've been called my whole life. But if you start out with a flapjack butt and you just try to run, it's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you're going to have literally no butt. Like, there's nothing there. Like, you see your your hips and then your legs. And it's like, there's got to be a butt in Where's there somewhere. The booty? Sometime it's going to happen. But that's a fun part of butts. Growing like your butt. Growing yes. your butt. <laughs> I think that's like our number one goal. Abs and booties. Yeah. Abs and booties. Abs and booties. <laughs> um, I think one of the interesting things is like, even though all of us use different coaches and kind of met towards the end of the process, there's a lot of commonality between what Very we all much. did. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. I think it is. And I think another thing that we learned along the way was how to get mentally strong. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it wasn't just it's not just physical. You can't have a strong body with a weak mind. You just can't. I like really admire Sarah and your like mindset. I mean, there, there's been times when I've been like really struggling with something and I ask your thoughts on it and you're like, uh, yeah, of course I, you know, tell X, Y, Z, you know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, like, why didn't I think of that? Like even in, so like, thank you because course, there's times yes. When I, like, lately, where I've been struggling, I'm like, well, what would Sarah say? <laughs> yes. What would Dara say? Um, because it is hard. It is hard to, like, make yourself a priority and to, like, stand up for yourself through it, the process. It really is. And I'm not a timid person. But <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, we know. <laughs> but, you know, you, you work 
with people or, or you live with people or whatever it is and you just kind of want to keep the peace and when it comes to something a goal like this sometimes you you can't and there's been people that um i had to cut out of my life you know mm-hmm. who weren't who were not being supportive who were constantly um nagging on me and telling me that i thought that i was better than everybody else and i was like whatever you know easy unfollow that's that you know we don't we don't i don't need that negativity and when i'm already like under so much stress right oh yeah like i definitely think having this clear path and focusing on it does make you get clearer with what your time wasters are and what yep. the people who the people are that are suck like toxic and sucking energy yes. from you and who the builders are like who builds you up and i think like every aspect of your life becomes healthier mm-hmm. because you start to learn right like You're you totally don't have time to deal with no. the crap you're like, yeah, I, I'm so sorry that, you know, you're perceiving what I'm doing to have anything to do with you. It has zero to do with you. So, cut. <laughs> I'm like Edward Scissorhands cutting people out of my life over here. No, but you sometimes, you really just have to get rid of those toxic people. Mm-hmm. You have to get rid of those toxic things because it's not always a person. It's right. always, sometimes it's bad habits. Like, right. whether you're telling yourself you're ugly half the time. Like, you can't be doing that. You got to cut that kind of thinking out. All you, the toxic. Yep. All the toxic crap out and then focus on the new person you want to become and the better person that you want to become. And maybe not just for yourself, but, you know, for your family, um, for your friend, maybe not for your friends. You don't have to be a better person for your friends, but I think it's huge when you can be there to support them and their yeah. goals. Like if you're confident in your goals, you're going to be able to help someone else with their goals. I think I'm a much more supportive friend now. I can look at other people's goals and instead of immediately when I don't understand, I'm trying to tear it down. I'm like, yes. oh, that's amazing. Good job. Great job. You're doing awesome. Keep going. Yeah, like coming from the improv acting world, like we have a saying of yes and. And I've, like through this process, I've noticed the people in my life, who are those types of people Mm -hmm. like that say yes and. and. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true. And um, so many times, you know, we're taught as, you know, young girls to, um, you know, be nice and to make people happy. And it's like at what cost? Mm -hmm. Right. Right, you can't just go down to the bottom of the barrel of yourself. No, and not try even to... not even when you're a spouse or a parent. You can't. You, your priorities are priorities as well, and it's it's time to stop the whole parent shaming stuff and mom shaming and dad shaming and and just be supportive of one another. I found through this process, like at you know posting my photos, like the reactions I've gotten have been all positive yes. like people have been reaching out to me for support like I first was really nervous about sharing um my before and after photos mm-hmm. and right. telling people my story and like universally across the board I just get comment or message after message of nothing but unconditional support mm-hmm. and questions for sure I, a million percent agree I did get my first negative comment this what? week <gasps> Yes, what was your negative take, comment? I know. Wait, this let's one, write this down. <laughs> this one actually blew me. I was really shocked because I hadn't received any negative feedback. Like, it's all been positive, And I didn't put them out there for feedback or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just maybe to inspire someone else. But someone said to me, well, you looked great before, but there is such a thing as too skinny. Ooh. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like. Was this on social media? Yes, like, this is on social media. Not a message. Was it someone you knew? No. So this is even better. It comes. I'm like totally going to call this person out <laughs> because this is a Twitter account. But it was the 
Wichita State boobs Twitter account. What? <laughs> so obviously we can't take too much, too much to whatever there. Yeah, we're just gonna have to smile and, and yeah. be skinnier, yeah. I guess. I don't get it to be honest. You look just fine at day one. There's such a thing as too skinny, in my opinion. I had someone post something similarly, but it was in Spanish, and they didn't think like I know how to use Google Translate. <laughs> and she was like you looked great before and now you look terrible. And I wrote back, you know, to each his own, I'm not my body. You know, I think all of us really come from a body positivity. I mean, even though we have these goals, like it is true, like all of us looked great before and we all look great now. And, and so do all of our friends, you know, it, this isn't about kind of good versus bad. No, or right. like shaming. No. This was a transformation. This was totally 50% physical, 50% mental to, have a hundred percent different form yeah I can like a hundred million percent agree it wasn't all about the body itself for me like I just had to have my mind there Mm -hmm. like I needed to get a better mind my mind was so unhealthy right and I mean it's gonna happen we're gonna we're gonna get the negatives but we're gonna bounce them off it's that you know social media it's whatever it is they're they're definitely trolls and haters but that's all right for sure so, I guess now we got to look forward to our next Barbella podcast. Woo! Are you excited? Because we're, we're excited. excited. We're so pumped. And on our next show, we're going to have a really very special guest. And we're so thankful for that guest. Like, we're already jumping for joy. So, tune in next time to find out who. Definitely. And follow us on Instagram at Barbella's Podcast and our website, barbellas.net. Thanks for listening. Have a great Barbella day. <laughs>